guys only said three sentences. I'm new and improved. I never saw a doll like you before. All right, kid. Fun's over. Where the hell's Andy? Andy? Can't you read? He was supposed to get this package. Tampering with the mail is a federal offense. Sorry. Is he your best friend? He's more than that. He's my new lease on life. Wait a minute. I got a new body. And I ain't told anyone about my little secret. So, uh, what's your name, kid? Tyler. What's yours? Chucky. But, uh, my real name is Charles Lee Ray. Can't we just play hide and seek? Hold still. What do you call this game anyway? Hide the soul. Trust me, you're gonna love it. Whatever you say, Charles. Give me the power I beg of you! Fucking Tyler, we don't play with dolls. And he's talking back to his fucking superiors. Fucking Tyler. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the Mind of Manson podcast. It is me, your host, Emiliano Manson. You know how we get down? Every single Monday, damn it. You know what time it is. Nah, man, shout out to you guys if you're listening to this right now. I greatly appreciate it. You guys hear that wind in the back? Wind is crazy right now. It's crazy. How's everybody doing? You listening right there? Yeah, you. How you doing? You having a good day? I hope you're having a good day. Hopefully this podcast will brighten your fucking day up. We ain't got time to be down and out and down in the dumps, y'all. We ain't got time for that shit. We don't do that shit around here. We just nothing but positive vibes, skis. Positive vibes all the way. All day, every day. So, hell yeah. It's gonna feel good to say this one, y'all. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the international podcast. The Mind of Manson podcast. Where you can hear us. Hear new episodes every week, y'all. Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, Pocket Cast. You know, I say it all the time. Shout out to Anchor for making this happen. Shout out to Anchor. Um, I'm just chilling, man. Just chilling. Got a got a little bit of a dry cough going on. Because, <clears throat> um... Took too big of a hit earlier before I started recording. Yes, for those of you who don't know, um, I get high and record the podcast and talk to you fine folks. So, this is your first time listening to the podcast. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Say it all the time. It took you so long to find me. Yo, shout out to everybody. Shout out to everybody in Colorado listening to this, Texas, New York, LA. All the USA, man. All of America, man. Shout out to everybody overseas listening to this. Shout out to everybody in Europe. 
everybody in the UK, France, Germany, everybody, shout out to everybody in India, listening to this, Australia, what's up down there, all the way from Colorado, across the world, across the fucking world, ladies and gentlemen, this podcast shit is worldwide, we made it, can you believe that, we made it. We made it international without signing a 360 deal. Can you believe it? Holy shit. Hell yeah. I'm just listening to that wind. Yo, I got a lot of trees around me. And they're big as fuck. And they're old. And, um... Some scary stuff, if you know what I mean. Scary, scary stuff. Um... I got an update for everybody. The river is going down a little bit, so that's good. That's a good thing. It was getting scary for a little bit, but it's it's all right. It's all right. It's all right. How's everybody's summer going? This shit's almost over. Well, in Colorado it is anyway. Keep in mind, y'all, it starts getting warm in... Damn, y'all hear that? Listen. Listen to that shit. I don't know if y'all heard that or not. That wind is crazy. But um. But I'm bummed. I forgot what I was gonna say. Oh yeah, how's your summer going, man? In, in Colorado, this shit is almost over. Um. It starts getting warm. Beginning of fuck, it's kind of snowed in June this year a little bit. Not much, but still. Let's figure it gets warm in June. About two and a half months worth of summer we get here. The rest fucking fucking blows. Just like your mom. Nah. Nah, we don't get a lot of we don't get a lot of summertime here, so we enjoy it while we can. You know, we, we gotta enjoy the summer while we can because we don't get we don't get much of it. Pretty soon the snow's gonna come, the cold's gonna come. Ladies, you're gonna freeze your boobies off, fellas, you're gonna freeze your nuts off. You know, about that time of year again almost. You know what I'm saying? So, I'm just shaking my head thinking about it. Fucking Colorado. I just wish for fucking once that maybe, just fucking maybe, you know what? We're not gonna do this today. We're not doing it this time. Nope. Nope, nope, nope. Not this time. Not today, Satan, you pussy. Yeah, for those of you who don't know, the devil's a little bitch. Don't let him trick you into doing anything bad, because it's not worth it. Um, everybody that works for him is a piece of shit. They all stink. They're ugly as fuck. Um, <laughs> how do y'all feel about this Area 51 shit? Do you think it's really going to go down? Like, do you guys really think, like, hundreds of thousands of fucking uh, hipsters and gamers and fucking... Motherfuckers are gonna show up and storm that shit. I, me personally, I, I kind of feel like you gotta be careful what you say. Nah, not really. Nah, but for real, like, 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 that'd be some shit to see if it happens. I, come on, y'all. Get real. Y'all gonna try it? Fucking go fuck. Somebody gonna die. Somebody gonna die. Fuck. Can you just can you just imagine the one fucking lone fucking badass who thinks he's Chuck Norris or some shit? Just charge, motherfuckers. Fucking. Then I see shit like storm the Vatican. 
that's probably more dangerous to storm than Area 51, just saying. I got something everybody should storm. Why don't you guys storm and go get a fucking job? Instead of being on the internet talking about, oh, I'm gonna storm Area 51. <laughs> Why don't you get a fucking job, motherfucker? There's too many of you motherfuckers on the side of the road with fucking signs and shit in front of Walmart, McDevils, fucking everywhere I look here in the fucking valley, there's one of you motherfuckers holding a sign begging for money with a fucking grocery bag full of food next to you, a big old smile on your face, and I know that your nice-ass vehicle parked across the parking lot, pussy. Like I said, if you need it, you need it. Sometimes motherfuckers just take advantage, and I say that probably one too many times on the podcast, but it's true. It's true. It's true. I feel like Kurt Angle. It's true. It's damn true. Yup. It's a weird night. I feel it in the air. Just not just with this wind and everything. Well, you already know what the podcast is about. You saw the title. You're listening to it. So we'll get into that here in a little bit. But I just feel the the vibe in the air is weird. I feel it. I I could feel it. I could sense this shit. I hear like this whistling in the air in the background. You know what I mean? I feel it. I feel it. I understand what's going on. Come on, guys. We're on the same page. Well, I hope we are. Remember. You guys got to remember the rules. And these ain't my rules. These these should be your rules. Because these will help you through everyday life. Remember. Wipe front to back. Wash your hands. Brush your teeth. Damn. And drink plenty of water. Something knocked over outside. Anyway, wipe front to back. Wash your hands. Brush your teeth. And drink plenty of water. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. That wind is scaring the motherfucker. I just had to go outside like I could see shit. It's dark as fuck. You guys, it's it's one of them nights, y'all. It's one of them nights. It's a late night podcast for y'all. So y'all could... I'm recording that. I'm, I'm... It's a late night podcast vibe because I'm recording this late as fuck. Because I got other shit going on with the podcast, lining up, lining up guests and shit. But yeah, I went outside looking like I could see what the fuck tipped over or something, like I could see it here at fucking midnight. So, so if you're listening to this, just know it's a late night vibe, and that's okay. Because sometimes that's when the juices flow the most. You know what I'm saying? That's what. That's when the the thoughts flow through like water. You know what I'm saying? Speaking of water, hold the fuck up while I get a drink real quick. Back to the Area 51 thing. There's all these memes and shit of people bringing back home an alien and shit. Can you imagine? Like them little fuckers wouldn't fuck you up. Be fucking hilarious. I heard that they're small. Like, I don't know. Like, what was it? In the movie, remember Signs with fucking Mel Gibson? I don't know. I don't know. You guys think they're like tiny? Or like fucking tall? I, I imagine... I mean, the Simpsons know a lot of shit. Simpsons predict a lot. So I think maybe the fucking aliens look like the fucking two, uh... You know who I'm talking about? Oh, what the fuck is their name? 
you guys know who I'm talking about. Y'all know who I'm talking about. The two aliens on The Simpsons. With the tentacles and shit and the fucking Buzz Lightyear headgear. Remember when they swapped bodies with Bill Clinton and Al Gore? Like that shit still ain't going on. I better shut the fuck up. Shut up, Manson. Quit talking. Talk about pop culture. Hey, around here we we don't expose the music industry around here, ladies and gentlemen. That's one thing we do not do is we do not expose the music industry. We do not expose the entertainment industry. We do not expose the powers that be. That's one thing we do not do. We are a total fucking pop culture podcast, pop culture based podcast. All we talk about is pop culture. This it's not that kind of podcast, y'all. Okay, for you, for you new listeners, this is not that kind of podcast. This is not a rebel hardcore podcast. We strictly pop culture talk. You know, we. Do you think the government's still listening? Should I keep talking? Yes, the government's still listening. Yeah, of course. Yeah, we don't talk about the truth movement at all. I can't stand people who talk about, you know rights and and freedom of speech and such I yeah this is just a pop culture podcast yeah yeah I'm just pulling y'all's motherfuckers legs y'all know that right of course I know the government is fucking listening how the fuck do you think they made me take a podcast down that's right I recorded a podcast and I had to fucking take it down because some motherfuckers were complaining. That's what their mom sounded like when I asked them out on a date. Never mind. Yes, I'm being a smart ass, ladies and gentlemen. Around here, we speak the truth. We speak the real of the real of the real of the real of the real, real, real deal. You know what I'm saying? That's just. That's just how this shit goes on a daily basis here in Colorado. We ain't got shit to do because there ain't shit to do in fucking Colorado. Oh, there ain't shit to do in Colorado? Nope. Not when you're from here. When you're not from here, there's all kinds of shit to do. Oh, let's go to the sand dunes. Let's go to the fucking sand dunes. Let's go to the alligator farm. Motherfucker, when, you, when you're from here, that shit's... You've been there and done that all the fucking time. What else is there to fucking do? You know what I'm saying? I better take my ass to the casino. I've been having a feeling to go to the fucking casino. I've been telling a couple people that I've been feeling like going to the casino. Maybe that's a sign. Develop a gambling problem in one weekend. Can you guys imagine that? That'd be fucking cool. Uh, I was telling my buddy that one time, my dad, <laughs> that sounds like how is it? My uncle's girlfriend's sister's husband's husband's nephew's uncle's sister's nephew's. I don't know. Now, one time, my dad, uh, there was a fucking roulette game going on. My dad was checking it out. This guy walked up, put $100 on the number, lost it. Put another $100 on the number, lost it, turned around, walked out the fucking door. Can you imagine that shit? That's why I'm glad I don't live in, like, New Mexico or, like, Cripple Creek or Black Hawk or fucking shit like that. Because I would probably be that guy. I would be that motherfucker with a gambling problem, just sad as fuck at life because... I fuck my life like Clark Griswold. Y'all ever seen Vegas Vacation? You guys, remember that scene where he just sticks his fucking arms out and the whole fucking money from the ATM machine just falls into his arm and he's carrying it like a child, like a little baby. And then he goes to that guy and he tells him, "Why don't you buy a bullet and rent a gun, Clark?" Then I'd have to tell my wife, my future wife. I'd have to tell her. I lost $20,000 gambling, like Clark Griswold. Then my kids would fucking hate me. 
because, well, oh, because he blew her college fund and Rusty was going to get a snowboard. <laughs> That's a classic movie. That's a classic movie. Don't make shit like that no more. Don't, see, I'm one of them, back in my day, everything was better. Oh, Really? Then why is my generation evolving? Your generation... It's not very fucking tough. Kids today are not very fucking tough. So I don't think they would be able to handle what the fuck is about to happen. That's what I, that's what I say. You gotta have tough skin for this next part. Because if you're in Denver, or plan on going to Denver, Colorado, we're going to talk about how haunted that motherfucking place is. Just because it's a fucking huge city, don't mean that motherfucking place ain't haunted. This, ladies and gentlemen, don't you, don't you guys like my segues? My segues are dope as fuck, aren't they? That's right, gotta be a cocky bastard sometimes. My segues are tight, son. Run that shit, bitch. Yeah, you know I mean, what movie is that from, fuckers? I'm not gonna help you. Not gonna help you. Yo, that jacket is tight, son. Run that shit, bitch. Yeah, you know I mean. Come on, guys. Where's that from? Nah. But hell yeah, man. Denver. This is... Uh, We're we going to dive deep into it. But for right now... You know, Denver is dope. That's where we valley people go to fucking escape. No, man. Denver's some of the best shit for the best shit, man. Like... We got... We got the best venue in the world for concerts. Red Rocks Amphitheater. You know. Um, Coors Field is dope as fuck. The Bronco Stadium is dope as fuck. Um, you got Elites. You got the Aquarium. You got the fucking Museum. You, you know, you got a bunch of dope shit in Denver. You know what I'm saying? Um, good food. Hella good food. Um... Dope-ass hotels. Really dope-ass hotels. Um, like I said, y'all, we, we don't... We don't... Me, I... I look for the dope shit. If I'm, if I'm in the city, I look for the dope shit. The downtown shit. The fucking crazy shit. Um, there's so much to do. Like... You know, like, you could buy a prostitute if you're on Colfax or Federal. You could buy two prostitutes if you have enough money. Actually, in one part of Federal, you could get two prostitutes, tacos, and arrested. Um, one thing I, it's not around anymore, but one thing I remember, and now that I'm old enough, I wish it was still around so I could participate in it. Speaking back to fucking gambling. They used to have the dog track in Denver over in Commerce City. That shit was amazing. That, sh that place was amazing. I remember um, on Friday and Saturday nights, like thousands of, like, like maybe a thousand people or even more would show the fuck up at that dog track. And that shit was just popping, man. And. I remember going there with my dad and my grandma as a kid. And now that I'm older, it's no longer there. But that, that shit was sick. So there's all kinds of shit to do in Denver. But let's get into number 10, shall we? Chessman Park, Cheeseman Park. Uh, Y'all know me and my vocabulary. You know, for being, for being an okay rapper, I'm a pretty dope rapper, guys. Well... My friends and parents tell me I'm okay. They tell me I'm okay. You know. 
have my music on SoundCloud. We just shot a video off my homie's iPhone. Now, anyway, Cheeseman Park is a beautiful place to visit. If a person is interested in spending some quality time sitting under a tree, kind of like the ones that are blowing and ready to fucking collapse and snap on me, possibly injure me or kill me while I'm recording this podcast for your listening pleasure. So if these trees snap, it's your guys' fucking fault. I want you guys to just have that on your conscience. I'm kidding. You know, you relax on a patch of grass. You know, most people like to enjoy a, you know, a picnic, you know, or, you know, birthday parties, you know, what have you. You know, but what most people do not enjoy is going to a park that was actually once a cemetery. The Cheeseman Park is exactly that. At one time, the Chisholm Park served as a burial ground, through intended for though intended for everyone, ended up being a cemetery for the poor and diseased outlaws. So, if a tree snapped on me right now, that's where I'd go. Cause I'm at least. It says poor, diseased, and outlaw. I'm at least one of the three, two of the three, or three of the three, or none at all. Can you guys guess which one? It's outlaw. Outlaw. Anyway, the cemetery was transformed into a park when people stopped caring for the cemetery. It is believed that spirits and ghosts of the estimated 2,000 bodies still buried at the location haunt the place. People living near the park claim to have seen ghosts that look sad and confused. People who spend time at the park hear whispering, moaning, you know, while others feel, you know, an oversense of dreadfulness and sadness. Well, fuck yeah, of course those spirits are gonna, you know, feel fucking dreadfulness and fucking sadness. You know what I mean? Fuck yeah, they're gonna feel that shit. What's the matter with you? Like... Like these poor people barely got a fucking cemetery. These poor people got a cemetery, barely got a cemetery, right? They they got it. They they they're diseased poor outlaws. And when they finally get a cemetery, fucking motherfuckers quit caring for it. Of course they're sad. They're like, fuck, man. I used to have a tombstone. Now there's a fucking sandbox where I'm where my fucking grave is. Look, there's a little emo pussy fucking looking for a safe place right at the skate park, right where my fucking mom's grave is. Of course those spirits are gonna be sad as fuck. You know what I mean? And then, like, just just imagine seeing that shit, like looking out the window, or like. Or like you're fucking banging your lady and you look out the window and you just see this fucking ghost just all sad just looking at you like like fucking Eeyore. <sighs> I remember when I used to get laid. <sighs> She'd be like What's the matter? be like nothing she'd be like what's the matter nothing's the matter you're going flaccid so what's the matter I just saw a ghost while I was fucking you okay that's what's the matter what's she gonna tell you what's, what can she say what can she say she, she can't tell you shit she'd be like oh I saw it too yeah, fuck that. Or imagine your kids, like, walking home from the bus. And, like, getting harassed by a fucking ghost or some shit. Yeah, fuck that. Fuck that, yo. Fuck that shit. Yeah, fucking fuck that shit. Anyway. Yeah, fuck, fuck that park. Don't go to that park. Actually, I dare you to go to that park. I'd be fucking tight. Go to that park, I dare you. I dare you. You listening. 
I dare you. Number nine is the lumber bearing in. John Moat was a lumber. Was a lumber baron in Denver in 1890. Him and his team built 200 buildings as well as a stunning home for himself. From 1890 to the 1970s, many people lived in the home after him. Today, John's former private home is the Lumber Baron Inn, which has been restored its former to a former gal, uh, to which has been restored to its former glory. I'm stoned and can't read for shit. Now the inn is a beautiful bed and breakfast countless people have been able to enjoy. Guests in the inn have... But here's this. Here's what they're telling you fuckers. That the guests need to be aware that it is one of many haunted places in Denver. Two, na- two teenagers died and their murders were never solved. It is possible to hear voices and unexplainable footsteps at times. So that's it? You ain't gonna say anything else about the murders? Just two teenagers died? And they're like, oh, it happened at the fucking, what's it called? The Lumber Baron Inn, fuck it. Those meddling kids and their drugs and heavy metal music. Number eight, the Buckhorn Exchange. When the Buckhorn Exchange originally opened back in 1893, it was a trading post. The building served as more than just a trading post. It was also a restaurant and bar. Cowboys, miners, railroads, and more passed through the doors of the popular Buckhorn Exchange. Even President Theodore fucking Roosevelt enjoyed enjoyed it from time to time in 1905. Patrons of the Buckhorn Exchange have enjoyed the offerings of the restaurant for more than a century. Patrons and employees experience paranormal activity. The sounds of footsteps, hear dissembled, dis- disembodied voices and tables moving on their own. It's rather common here to hear that shit. What the fuck? Nah, man. Imagine just eating your fucking caribou and this racist cowboy just fucking starts mad-dogging you from across the room. It'd be fucking hilarious. Number seven, Patterson Inn. When Thomas Croak built a home for himself in 1890, he assumed he would live there for some time. However, based on urban legend, Croak went into the home only once and vowed to never, ever, ever, ever return. He said something terrified him so much that he could not return. The home became the property of Thomas Patterson two years later. The mansion is one of the scariest places in Denver because of the many odd occurrences that have taken place there. There is a story of two Doberman pinchers who were left in the house overnight. During the night, they jumped out of the third floor window to their death. Why this happened, nobody knows. The ghost of Kate Patterson, Thomas Patterson's wife, to be appeared to be pregnant. To be a pregnant woman who was in the mansion. Thomas Patterson's ghost has been spotted in the courtyard of the mansion. And as a child, and and the child has been seen playing in the stairway. What the fuck? The Patterson Inn, huh? Like, what could be there to where you wouldn't want to go back? You know what I mean? Like, what do you do? Like, go in, see the devil, and saw how gay he looked, and was like, "Fuck that! I ain't, I ain't going back. I'm not signing that record deal." You know, <laughs> I think we're gonna look look up what is it called? The Patterson Inn. Remind me, guys, before the podcast is over. And if I don't, give me shit about it on social media. Number six, y'all. Oxford Hotel. A lot of hotels, motels, and holiday inns in this one, huh? Cool. In 1891. Frank Ed Brooke designed and helped build the Oxford Hotel. Even with the Great Depression, the hotel remained standing. Probably an arm and a leg for rooms back then, too, huh? <laughs> yeah, not how you hotel fuckers are. 
In the 1930s, it was given a facelift to an Art Deco style. The hotel remains open today and caters to travelers from all over the globe ski. The Oxford is both the oldest hotel and one of the many haunted places in Denver. In one of the rooms, guests have claimed that a ghost of a woman appears to be standing in the room. Guests have reported the faintly visible face of a woman when photos are taken in the room on reports this woman was murdered by her husband when he discovered her with her lover. Crime of passion. That's what that is. In the cruise room, the ghost of an old postal worker entered and sat at the bar, requested a beer, and drank it. When the bartender attempted to retrieve the empty bottle, it wasn't there. The postal worker apparently was on his way to take a Christmas presents to the kids and never arrived. Yo, that's just like fucking some shit from The Shining, yo. You know what I'm saying? Fuck that shit. That's some shining shit right there, yo. That is some shit. Not some shiny shit. That is some shining shit right there. Number five, Capitol Hill. The wealthiest citizens in Denver once lived on Capitol Hill. As the years have passed and the city has grown, some of those citizens apparently never left. With some of the old mansions remains, new contemporary contemporary apartment complexes and condos have joined the once elite, the elite, the the elite, the elite, the the elite, super kick party. Oh, sorry guys. <clears throat> sorry. Where were we? Mm. Um. Mm. I don't know what that was about. Um, yeah, um, elite, the, the, uh, that's in your head now, huh, guys? The, elite, the, the, elite, the, elite, the, the, elite, the, elite, super kick party. I'm just playing, y'all. But there are ghosts that dwell within many of the buildings on Capitol Hill including the governor's mansion and the state capitol buildings. Ghosts are spotted wandering around the capitol buildings. Well, I mean, uh, ghosts are spotted wandering around Capitol Hill streets, hanging out at the park. Any trip to Denver's capital is bound to include a meeting with a former resident who cannot seem to depart from the beautiful city. You know what? I went to the capitol a long-ass fucking time ago. A long-ass time ago. I was like a little kid. And... Now that I think about it, it felt dark and weird in that motherfucker. Which I could understand why. We'll, we'll not get into conspiracy fucking shit tonight. It's not this kind of podcast. We'll save that for another time. But if you've been to the capital in Denver, and you go up, those fucking dark stairwells are pretty fucking scary you know what i'm saying and then when you get up there it's fucking scary so i i i understand when i i i get what they're saying because i've been there it's, it's a weird fucking place it's a weird fucking place it's, it's a tight building but it's a weird fucking place that makes sense now fucking wind the denver children's home is number four with the present day Denver Children's Home first opened in the 1880s, it was the Denver Orphan's Home. Sadly, many children on the third floor were killed when a fire broke out. Cries and whimpers of sound of children playing are heard on a fairly regular basis. The building was rebuilt and has continued to provide assorted services to the youth in Denver. The ghost of a bride that haunts the Denver Children's Home has been seen floating down the hallway on the second floor that spans 50 feet. A 50-foot ghost or like her dress is 50-foot long. Either way, man, that's sad. We we ain't going to get into that. You know, like I said on the last podcast, man, kids don't need to die and kids don't need to get sick. Anyway, ooh, Wow. DIA, the Denver International Airport, is number three, y'all. With so many places people wanting to travel, 
the most haunted places in Denver. It was important to build a larger, more accommodating airport through the plans to do so without its problems. There are financial issues and a number of technical problems. If the problems during the construction process weren't enough, the other unusual problems and situations arisen. Travelers and employees experience unusual activity, sounds, and feeling, and an uneasy feeling. There are people people that attribute these to potential hauntings and the construction of the airport to the land which it sits. Instead of looking for an alternative site, the airport sits on sacred grounds belonging to Native American tribes. I got something coming, so next. Ooh, the Molly Brown house. Most people have heard of the unsinkable Molly Brown as she lived was a survivor on the Titanic. Tragedy, when Molly lived in Denver, she lived in a three-story Victorian with her husband, J.J. Brown. The home eventually became a tribute to Molly Brown and her husband becoming the Molly Brown House Museum. Employees have worked at the museum, have experienced sordid paranormal activity. With some employees have smelled fresh cigar smoke, which is believed the ghost of J.J. Brown. Hey, who doesn't like a good fucking stogie once in a while? You could hear piano keys playing. They're moving without being touched. And, you know, you can see figures down a dark hallway. Number one. The Brown Palace Hotel. Yo, I pass by this shit a lot. Actually, I believe from the Curtis, if you stay on the other side... That don't face the building. That face if you stay on the side where the pool is, you can see uh, the Brown Palace. And I've been meaning, I've been wanting to stay there because it looks dope as fuck. But I don't know. After I read this paragraph to y'all, I might not want to fucking go there. So let's go there, right here, right now. The Brown Palace Hotel had its grand opening back in 1892. Records show that the hotel is the second oldest functioning hotel in Denver. Few of these guests have apparently decided they would not rather leave. Ghost of a former railroad ticket manager has been reported in the hotel. When people seen him, he apparently walks directly into into the wall. Others have witnessed the ghost of a former waiter riding in the service elevator. The sound of a crying baby in the basement. And then also uh, rather common for guests and employees. To add even more the, to the odds, ghosts in the hotel. To add even more to the odd ghosts in the hotel, witnesses have seen and heard a string of quartet practicing their routines. What the fuck? Imagine that. You just see like those fuckers from, uh, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Like, um, I don't know. We're going to look at this, though. I think next time I'm going to go to this shit. Let's let's see what this says. Cheeseman Park. Oh, wow. I know where this park is. Oh, wow. Looking at these pictures on the internet of this park, I definitely know where it's at. I think I've even been there before. Yeah, fuck yeah, I've been there before. If it's the one I'm thinking of, it might be the one right by the museum. But, damn, so that was a cemetery? Fuck that shit. Fucking fuck that shit.
Damn, that's crazy. Imagine going to the park and like, uh uh-uh, no. No, 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 no. No. What's fucked up is you can't shoot ghosts. I mean, I haven't tried, but I'm pretty sure nothing will happen. You know what I'm saying? I'm pretty sure nothing will happen. And if you did, I don't know. If you did, I don't know. Maybe, maybe, I don't know. But yeah, man, um, that's a, that's crazy. Baby crying in the basement of the Brown Palace, Denver International. Cheeseman Park, though, that one—that's the one that blew my mind the most. I would have to say. You know what I mean. That's the one I would have to say blew my mind the most. You know what I mean? Mm-mm. Fuck that shit. Oh, yeah. I forgot about one. Y'all ready for it? The Stanley Hotel, y'all. Fucking Estes Park. Which isn't... It's not too far from Denver. That's the hotel where uh, they they shot The Shining. Here's Johnny. Come and play with us. Come and play with us. You know. You know what I'm saying? But... You know, it inspired The Shining. The Stanley Hotel is notorious for bizarre, unexplained paranormal activity. Each of its 140 rooms holds a secret. Each of its walls tell a story. But that's unassuming. That's an unassuming hotel in Estes Park, Colorado, haunted by really ghosts and past residents. Before we get to answering the questions, let's take a brief look at some of the pieces. A ghost in the staircase. On April 18, 2016, CNN shared an Instagram image reported by tourist, by a tourist, I'm not going to say this fucker's name, he'd taken of a staircase only to find out what appeared to be two apparitions on top of uh, the chairs. The figures have been described as women in old-fashioned clothing with a child sitting next to her. Yo, fuck that shit. There's the... There's the Instagram. There's the Instagram picture. And. Yeah, there's definitely a woman standing at the top of the staircase. And the wind's playing. The wind, the winds are blowing in the background. And I've got chills on that one. Um, according to CNN, he had reportedly visited the Stanley Hotel based on its haunting history. In connection to Stephen King's The Shining, and had waited in the staircase to be empty before taking the picture. However, skeptics have seen the figure. You know, look at the picture. It's right there. It's right there. A figure from above on April 22nd. This chick and her fiance, Kyle, fucking Kyle, visited the Stanley Hotel, took some pictures, only to find a strange anomaly with him. Mysterious figure seems to peek through one of the windows at the top left. Okay, so they got the thing there. Uh, I don't see nothing on that one. Because the photo's right there. My left or your left? I don't see it. I don't know. Fucking dickhead. Lucy in pink. There's the rain. 
I can't stand the rain. Lucy in pink. To round out more recent ghost sightings on August 16, 2015, Weak and Weird highlighted a photo taken by so-and-so and her co-worker while, in, in, while at the infamous Stanley Hotel ghost tour, motherfucker. They captured the photo as they ventured down into the concert hall basement and closer examined it. The examination of it contains haunted visage, visage indeed, uh, that of a small girl wearing a pink dress staring deathly forward according to the magazine they believed it was the ghost of lucy a young runaway girl who had taken refuge at the hotel's basement and then later died now that those now that we have those out of the way we can look back and wonder why the stanley hotel may be so haunted its history is very odd to tell you the truth starting when the case first came with the ownership of freeland o stanley the hotel's namesake. Ta-da. Oops, excuse me. Ta-da. He, uh, he and his wife, Flora, visited Colorado in 1903 in hopes that the, ch the clean, fresh air, you know, would help cure his tuberculosis. It did not. The Stanleys chose to make location home to a grand hotel, which they opened in 1909. They outfitted it with the latest technology, including electric lights, running water, telephones, automobiles, and even their own hydro plant that provided electricity to the, to the hotel. They say both Stanley and his wife, long dead, have since materialized within this hotel, with Mr. Stanley appearing at the bar while Mrs. Stanley can be heard happily playing the piano. They aren't alone. Many other ghostly sightings have occurred throughout the years. The land's previous owner haunts room 407. He's occasionally been seen in the room standing in the corner, the smell of pipe tobacco lingering in the air. Ghostly children haunt room 418. Sounds of laughter and running. Footsteps can sometimes be heard in the room throughout the hotel's hallways. Strangest of all, the, the indentions on the bed despite no one having been in that room. Fuck that. Flickr user showed a photo at the exact moment from room 418 and sure enough there's somebody there's somebody according to the Stanley Hotel's official website the concert hall is also haunted where you can hear Flora Stanley tapping the piano keys there are also written reports of an occasional ghostly get out the ghost of Lucy has also been found in the concert hall answering the questions to the curious staff and ghost hunters. She can sometimes be heard humming distant melodies. Okay, room 217 of the Stanley Hotel. All these are fascinating tales. However, it is one specific event that may have opened the way for the numerous paranormal experiences that followed. It happened in room 217. According to the Estes Park Trail Gazette, one night in 1911, a thunderstorm knocked out the hotel's power and chambered Elizabeth Wilson entered and chambermaid Elizabeth Wilson entered room 217 with a lit candle to relight to relight the gas lamps. When she didn't know that the room was already filled with leaking gas, ooh fuck, I already know where this is going. As soon as she entered it, it erupted with incredible explosion. Kaboom! However, there are many conflicting reports that happened that night. The truth is history in itself. Fucking hell of a compelling mystery. You know, to say something happened to Elizabeth Wilson, who entered room 217, did not die that night, but like lightning struck the elevator in Hollywood Tower. Perhaps the event spark some kind of opening to a dimension on the other side leading to you know kind of like the twilight zone it's hard not to say do strange things happen at the stanley hotel fuck yeah they do bro
Almost certainly Stephen King himself spent a night in room 217 in 1974. Only he and his wife were in the hotel aside from the staff. And that night he had this strangest fucking nightmare of his son running through the hallways. Screaming being chased by a wild fucking horse. By a, by a wildfire hose. Whoops, I don't know where I got horse from. By a wildfire hose. <laughs> then had the idea of the shining came to be. And then he used the Stanley Hotel as the model for the novel settings. But these events are paranormal in nature. You know what I'm saying? But that's the Stanley Hotel. Stanley Hotel been fucked up. You know what I'm saying? The Stanley Hotel has been a fucked up place for a long time. Don't get me wrong, it's a beautiful piece of property. It's a fucking, it's it's a nice hotel. Um, I mean, it's no different than any downtown hotel. You're you're dropping two to three to four hundred dollars a night. You know, it it's the nice shit. It it's it's not no fucking Motel Six. It's not no La Quifa Inn. I mean La La Quinta Inn. It's it's none of that shit. They they got spas. I mean, you can hear Mrs. You can catch a set from Mrs. Stanley. You know what I'm saying? You know, you could go to the concert hall and catch the little girl in pink opening up for Mrs. Stanley, and then she comes out and and does. And you know, Mrs. Stanley comes out and headlines that shit. You know what I mean? And and you know, Mr. Stanley is you know smoking a pipe. They 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 didn't say what. Now they said tobacco pipe. You know. Motherfucker's just smoking in his hotel. It's his fucking hotel. He can haunt it if he fucking wants. Nah, man. But we got more shit to get into, I believe. So. We're gonna do a... Yo, that wind is tripping me out, yo. And just the fact that we're getting into the haunted shit in Denver, it's not fucking helping. It's not fucking helping. To know there's a big blue horse with red eyes that tries to stare directly into your soul every time you drive into DIA fucking bothers me just a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Y'all re- hey, y'all remember when they had the Anubis statue at DIA a couple years ago? When they had the, uh, I forgot what it was, the King Tut exhibit at the fucking museum? Anyway, they put this big ass Anubis statue in Denver. At the Denver airport, and that shit was creepy as a motherfucker, man. Ah, oh, fuck. But now I gotta go to the Brown Palace Motel Hotel and the Stanley. Like I said, you could you could catch a set for Mrs. Stanley. You know what I'm saying? I imagine that lady blew up when she walked into room 217. Y'all remember the Longest Yard remake? When that, when fucking Chris Rock went in there and turned off the country radio and kaboom! I imagine that's what it was like. Had to be. Had to be. That fucking wind is nasty. Holy shit. Let's see what it is. We'll see what it is, y'all. Let's see. Let's see what it is. Pretty fast wind out there. Pretty fast wind. But we ain't done yet. Nuh uh. We ain't done yet. Not by a long shot. We're gonna keep doing this weird shit every once in a while. Can't do it all the time. Because halfway through this shit, I tripped myself out bad. Real bad. It's kind of awesome. Why is it awesome? Because then I have an excuse to take my medication. You guys know what that is. Nah, man. But, um... If you guys got some time and you're in Denver, plan on going to Denver for some reason, now you guys got some other shit to do from your Uncle Manson. You're, you're welcome. You're fucking welcome. Go to the park and have a picnic on a grave. That you didn't know was there. You know what I mean? You could... You could go to the... 
You could go to the Shining Hotel and you could catch a set from the dead lady. When the little girl with the pink dress opens for her. You know what I mean? You could... Fucking Colorado, man. I'm judging my state, ladies and gentlemen. I'm judging the shit out of it. I am judging the shit out of this fucking state. Because first I did exploring the paranormal sides of the San Luis Valley, where I'm from. Now I decided to do it about Denver. Now I, now I found out there's a, a family wholesome park that used to be a burial ground. It's like an episode of Walker, Texas Ranger. I think I remember that one. My state's weird. I wonder where I could dive into next. Where should we explore next, ladies and gentlemen? Should it be another spot in Colorado? Should I pick another spot in America? Should I pick another spot around the world? Let me know. Let me know on the social medias. Ah, fuck. I'm, I'm old school, man, so I, I bear with me while I get new school with y'all and promote this. Social media bullshit. Um, find me on Instagram, man. At Manson8305. That's M-A-N-S-Y-N-8305. Like me on Facebook. And follow me on Twitter, I guess. I don't ever fucking use it. But that's at E-Manson. M-A-N-S-Y-N. I don't know. I guess I'll have to... Uh, try a little harder to um how do I say it to do to be more active on social media than just post and promoting like I don't know like I said it's hard for me to be in public recording myself talking to the phone that's just weird for me I don't know why that's just I don't know why that's just weird for me I don't know Y'all are used to it because I see y'all doing it all the time and y'all motherfuckers look weird as fuck. But hey, 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 that's the world we live in, right? Technology is responsible for a lot of cool shit. After all, I'm talking to all you crazy motherfuckers. And all you crazy motherfuckers are listening to this crazy motherfucker. So we're just a bunch of fucking motherfuckers, I guess. You know what I mean? Motherfuckers. You know what I mean? As long as you ain't a dirty motherfucker. No, I'm kidding, man. <clears throat> so I got excited today because How High was on TV. You remember How High? Legendary shit. Legendary shit. Popcorn player. He said, I need money. I said, shit, me too. <laughs> so I ended up watching that. And then... I found out that How High 2 was on, and I turned it right away because that should have never been made. I never watched it, don't know if it's any good or not, but just, yeah man, how you gonna have a sequel without Red and Meth? Fucking fuck y'all. That's almost as lame as the Pure Country singles, y'all. I mean, sequels. And I'm High. And I'm multi-genre. So, y'all know this. Y'all know this. So, we're going to jump from me bitching about How High and How High 2 to Pure Country. To Pure Country 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7. The same thing. I'm going to bitch about the... For those of you who don't know, there's a classic martial arts movie featuring fucking Eric fucking Roberts. Classic... B list to C list actor, straight to straight to VHS type of fucking movie. But it's called Best of the Best, and that's what it is. It's one of the best movies I've ever fucking seen. It's fucking awesome. But anyway, there's Best of the Best two, three, Best of the Best four, Tommy's Revenge or some shit like that. Just fucking stop. You know what I'm saying? Y- y'all gotta learn when to fucking stop sometimes. You know what I mean? How High 2 should have never been made. It should have been made fucking right. With Red and Meth. It should have been done right. Y'all know that. Pure Country with George Strait. 
and Buddy Jackson with the road crew. Yes, with the road crew. He is your boyfriend, isn't he? Fucking Dusty. Go on. Get your ass out of here. Go on, buddy. Get your ass out of here. If I ever see your face around country music again, I'll see you so fast you won't believe it. Now go on. Get your ass out of here. Motherfucker looks at Lula, the manager. Can he do that? She's like, yeah, he can. Fuck out of here, buddy Jackson. Pure Country 2. Didn't see it. All I fucking seen is George Street had like a fucking five second cameo. Then I heard there's Pure Country 3, 4, 5, Pure Country 6. Dusty's Revenge. You know what I mean? Like, y'all gotta learn when to stop. You know what I mean? That's kind of why I'm kind of glad there's not a, a Last Friday yet. I'm gonna be so excited and mark out when it drops, but... I know it's being done right. That's why it hasn't been done yet. So, fuck yeah. And I think we need a proper another Mortal Kombat movie. Because Annihilation was just trash. It was like these Valley rappers. Just trash. You, you know, you find it out back in the dumpster. That the junkie's going through. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know what I mean. You know, I don't know how I got rambled on these movies and shit. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? So quick segue side story before we wrap this shit up, which is some of uh, something your some of uh, a lot of your parents should have done was wrapped it up. Um, I was taking I used to work at this restaurant right, and I was taking the trash out. Um, and in the alley is where the dumpsters were, and it was winter time. It was cold as fuck. Like it was like. 11 o'clock in the afternoon and like fucking negative 5 or 10 or some shit. It was fucking cold. I go walk out there. Cold as fuck. Right away my balls start telling me it's cold, it's cold, it's cold. Get back inside. I'm telling, I'm trying guys. I'm hurrying but there's a lot of snow and ice so I gotta be careful. I don't want to fall and pull one of your guys' muscles. <laughs> um, But I turn the corner to throw the trash and these two motherfuckers, you know the whack-a-mole games? The whack where they pop up and you hit them with the fucking mallet. That's how these two fucking crackheads jumped out of the fucking trash can. They just popped their head out and looked at me and just kept rummaging through shit. And I was like, y'all gotta get the fuck out of here. And they just kept rummaging through shit and fucking papers and fucking... I hate to say it, yeah, fucking dirty diapers. Fucking, they were going through everything. So I threw my fucking bag of trash in there <laughs> along with them and fucking turned around and walked in fucking side. You know what I'm saying? I don't, I don't get it, y'all. I don't get it. How, how are, how the fuck are crackheads so productive but can't like get a job and like be healthy? I don't get it. How can they fuck up so much shit? How can they fuck up a whole family? Like, think about it. This is weird. How can, how do junkies like have the ability to fuck up a whole family, a whole relationship, a whole family structure? But they could sure hit that vein right on the fucking dot. And a lot of years of sharing and caring, I guess. That's why I drive by and don't even fucking look at you and your stupid little homemade sign. Because I got a sign for you. It's called the bird. And you earned it, some bitch. Nah, I'm kidding. But yeah, that's weird. That's weird. That's weird. Anyway, y'all, I got fucking caught in mouth, and I ran out of sparkling water. The fucking can is next to me is empty, so I'm gonna have to go get another one. Until then, I'll see you next week. Good night.